0: Today is gonna be somewhat of a quick episode. I say that, you know what happens every time I say that, but that's my goal at least to make it somewhat of a quick episode. Excuse me as I move some wires out the way. There's been a lot of discussion about abortion due to a, a recent bill that was signed in the state of Texas. I hear a lot of things when abortion is discussed. I hear men can't say anything. I hear, uh, my body, my choice, I hear woman needs access to healthcare, how exactly that correlates, I don't always understand, I want to give a, what I believe is a biblical perspective on abortion, and there's probably, it, it doesn't matter what you say, if you Make an endeavor to stick with the Bible, somebody's going to be offended. Now, I will say this I think there's a, a growing problem because people are trying to be fair and balanced, which is a good thing. Being fair and balanced and being biblically sound might not always be seen as the same thing. And what I mean by that is there are certain hardline stances in the Bible I can't budge on. I didn't. I didn't create the world and I don't make the rules. God created the world. God created all life. God created everything we see and don't see. It is his rules. It doesn't matter how I feel about the rules. And and I think that's sometimes the problem is we have gotten into this society where it's based on how we feel about something. How you feel about something doesn't make it. True and or not true, and I think that's something that we need to learn how to navigate. And out of a sense of trying to be fair, we try to be fair and balanced. And and I've I've noticed some some believers don't take any side of this issue. And I'm I'm not necessarily I'm trying to figure out how to put this how to word this correctly. This is not about what side you should or shouldn't take. this it's this simple. What is the most sound? Biblical approach to this. The Bible says a lot of things and sometimes doesn't necessarily explicitly cover an issue, but that doesn't mean it doesn't cover that issue if you look at the Bible in its greater context. So I'm going to quote some verses or go to some verses, just a few. I'm not going to get crazy and I'm going to give my thoughts biblically sound, I believe, on abortion. I'm not going to bury the lead. I believe abortion is definitely murder, definitely anti-biblical. Now, I will say this. We don't live in a Christian nation. I know a lot of people like to believe that. They like to believe that the inception of the United States was Christian. I argue that it actually was not. Now, the United States you can say was based and influenced by christian beliefs influenced by uh biblical wisdom definitely but it's not a christian nation so you you i think what some people have to understand is being that we are not a christian nation our laws will not always line up with what the bible teaches that doesn't mean Right? So if a law is on the books, it doesn't mean you have to, uh, uh, support. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I'm not saying we need to be anarchists and just do whatever we want. What I'm saying is you don't have to hold to the view that this law is moral. You can understand that we live in an imperfect society. This is an imperfect country. There are going to be laws that are going to be anti-biblical I don't, I'm not surprised by that because this is not a Christian nation. And I think the quicker people understand that, the quicker they can say, all right, here's what I believe about this issue. This is what the Bible says. Understand what, 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 what laws on the books. It's not right. Move on. I think when we go back and forth, this is what I learned. I am not going to convince anyone that some biblical principle is true or not true. I can drop nuggets of truth. God will work however he does in their hearts, in the background, through other people. And God will do the convincing, not me. How this helped me is I don't have to go back and forth with a person. If somebody asks me, well, what do you think about abortion? It's murder. If they ask me why, I'll give my reasons and I'll say, I understand that you don't, you don't believe that to be true. I get it. You don't believe the Bible. I understand. Alright, so, with that said, I'm going to go to Job chapter 31 and verse 15. So, I know most people go to a verse in the book of Jeremiah. And the reason I decided not to go to that verse, even though I could, sometimes when you go to verses like that, there was something specific being said To Jeremiah that is a general truth that does apply to everyone but I I believe this verse in the book of Job more clearly shows how this applies to everyone all right so Job speaking said did not he that made me in the womb make him and did not one fashion us in the womb Right. So Job talking about God fashioning him in the womb and his servants, I believe. Let me read verse 14. What what uh, what then shall I do when God riseth up? And when he visiteth, what shall I answer him? Right. So and in verse 13, uh, that's what that's what it was when he was talking about him and his manservant. He said, if I did despise the cause of my manservant. Or of my maidservant, when they contend with me, what then shall I do when God riseth up, and when He visiteth me, shall I answer Him? Did not He that made me in the womb make Him, and did not one fashion us in the womb? So Job is showing the the similarity, right? One one is not better than the other, but something else Job pointed out in his verses. God shaped them in the womb. So it's not specific to Job. He's saying he fashioned both of us. Okay, so this is recorded in the Bible. God fashioned Job and his manservant or maidservant in the womb, right? So this is general. So this applies to everybody. God is the one fashioning, molding, building uh, uh, making life happen in the womb. This is God's work. Now, there's this big argument about when does life begin? Is it at conception? Is it here? Is it there? I believe that this clearly shows that life begins at conception. And I'm a, I'm gonna quote another verse in the book of Luke. Howbeit, it's gonna be a little bit of a of a philosophical look at the verse but I believe sound. Nonetheless, God is the orchestrator of life. Let's say if you didn't believe that life began at conception, which in my personal opinion is clear to see from the Bible, but let's say you didn't believe that. Okay, then you would have to decide when life begins. The Bible says that God fashions us in the womb. This is his work. This is this is one of the key areas in the Bible where you see God's personal touch in doing something, fashioning us in the womb. You ever notice in the in the book of Genesis when God spoke everything into existence, this, that, the light, the sky, the earth, the trees, you know, everything that you see. And then he reached down and formed man out of the dust of the earth formed man had his personal touch in that. There's something unique about humankind. God has his specific touch and hand in shaping us in the womb. This is God's work. So for you to decide. Okay, well, I believe life begins here. I believe it begins here. I believe it begins here. You're making yourself God. This is why. Many Christians have the belief that life begins at conception. And I believe that is that is sound and that is biblical. So in in the book, I'm going to go to this verse. uh, Where is it? Um, uh, It's in the book of Ecclesiastes. Chapter 11, verse five. Now, sometimes we believe. Because we have more in-depth scientific knowledge of things that that somehow makes us better, better suited to make decisions or better suited to say one thing is true or another thing is true. Let's take into context when this was happening or when this, when this was written, right? This is before ultrasounds. This is before MRIs. This is before we could see things going on within the body, as the body was functioning, so in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter eleven verse five, it says, "As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all first of all, we see that God makes all, right in the context it's talking about the child in a womb." bones being formed. Now, yes, again, we have scientific advancement. We can give scientific explanations for how bones are formed. You can talk about protein compounds and this and that, and this happens and, you know, cellular generation, and you can go into all of that. But the bottom line is just like I say, with the, with the big bang theory, there comes a point in, in, in this view where you're like, yo, there's some things we just can't explain. We cannot explain exactly, you know, to the nth degree how this happens. God shapes, forms people in the womb. This is God's work. So for me to say, yeah, it's okay, willy nilly, let's just go, you know, and a woman decides she doesn't want to be pregnant, well, let's just end it. Let's just tell God, nah, you know what? We know you're working in the womb and you're building something, but nah, we're going to negate that. That's, that is anti-biblical. There's, there's no way that I can, with a sound mind as a believer, hold to the opinion that abortion is just, ah, it's whatever. It doesn't matter. I cannot hold that opinion. I know some believers do. I understand that, but I believe that's anti-biblical something uh let me I'm, I want to go to the book of Exodus 21:22 Now normally people go to this verse um arguing something completely different but I want you to see something in this verse right Okay the Bible says if men strive and hurt a woman with child so that her fruit depart from her and yet no mischief follow he shall be surely punished according as the woman's husband will lay upon him and shall pay as the judges determine. I and if any mischief follow, then thou shalt give life for life. eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Hand for hand, foot for foot. Burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. So you're talking about a woman with child. Here's the thing. Now, how be it? This argument might be somewhat philosophical, just like some of the other arguments, but I believe it's sound and biblical. How many months is she pregnant? Bible doesn't say. How far along is she? You don't see that anywhere in there. Is she showing? Is she not showing? Bible doesn't say. Because the principle is, at this point, there was no debate about when life began. When you read the Bible, this is clear. There was no debate. It was at conception. This was, it was a foregone conclusion that wasn't up for debate. And there was no need to get into the weeds of all of that. And I think if if many believers who ride the fence on this would read this now, understand what I'm not saying. I'm not saying what we can force a government to do or not do that. We do not live in a Christian nation. And the quicker people would realize that. Again, let me reiterate what I said. So you understand. I repeat myself sometimes so people will listen to these things And maybe chew some of these things up, understand in their brain what's going on. We live in a nation that was influenced by Bible principles, Bible accounts, and Bible ideas. We do not live in a Christian nation. Right? When you you look at um, the rise of Constantine, I wouldn't... This is this is, you know, up for debate. I wouldn't call Constantine a Christian. Some people would. Maybe he maybe he really did come to a true belief and understanding of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe he didn't. I do not know. What I will say is Rome was definitely at that point influenced by the Bible. Rome was not a Christian nation by any stretch of the imagination. It never was. Even even during the reign of the Roman Catholic Church, it was not a Christian nation. It was influenced by the Bible. But when you look at the core principles, what Christ laid down, Christ definitely didn't reign, right and and I, I'd make the same distinction there. It was a It was a, a culture that was influenced by the Bible, but it was not a Christian nation. America's the same way. And when you understand that, you can understand that we're going to have laws and we're going to have things on the books that's going to be anti-Bible. It's, it's going to be against what the Bible teaches. All I'm saying is you can both understand, okay, yeah, I understand. We live in a fallen world. I get it. Men complicate things that God, you know, explicitly laid out. But that doesn't mean I have to ride the fence on this issue. I can, I can staunchly say, you no, know, life begins at conception and this is murder. I understand the law you have on the books. I will pray for this country. I'm not trying to strong arm my country into adopting my beliefs, right? I'm, I, we, we don't live in a theocracy and I understand that. I understand that there are going to be things I don't like, things that I have to pray about and influence in my small uh, uh, circle, uh, uh, my small circle of of influence have whatever impact I can on that, but I can't force my country in one direction or another. Again, not a theocracy. We're not a Christian nation. And with that said, I don't have to support wholesale murder, which is what abortion is. It is wholesale murder. Now I'm gonna get into what some would consider a a nuanced argument, a nuanced nuanced I guess point when it comes to Abortion. All right. So I'm going to go to the book of Luke 221. And this will be the last verse I go to. And this will be somewhat of a, you know, another philosophical argument. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Notice it refers to this as he that was conceived in a womb, right? So at conception, this was he, I know that's somewhat philosophical. I understand that. I understand this is not necessarily a, a, a dogmatic this or that, But I think that definitely, I think it points to life beginning at conception. And I believe it's obvious because at this point, this was not up for debate. You see what happens. I think often is that we live, as I said, in a fallen world. And because we live in a fallen world, there are things that get conflated, right? Like Go, go back a hundred years, a hundred years ago. Was there any debate that there was men and women? Nobody would debate that there's non-binary. Nobody would be debating pronouns like this wasn't a thing. So if you were to take somebody from 150 years ago to today and show them the arguments, they'd be like, what? Like this, this is up for debate. This is not even debatable. Now here's the nuance part people then say well what about rape and what about incest these are these are horrible situations this is the problem men when i say men i mean mankind is fallen we complicate a simple situation and because we complicate this simple situation then our fix is let's cover up and fix our complication with sin right Remember what happened with with David and Bathsheba. He took this man's wife. This man was on a battlefield. David brought uh, brought Uriah to Hittite home, tried to get him to sleep with his wife to cover up this pregnancy. Now, it should beg to question, why didn't David just have her have an abortion? It's a good question. I think David knew that one, this is a life. This is a human with a soul. And two, if I do this, God will, is God probably gonna strike me dead on the spot. That's the first thing, all right? So he calls Uriah to Hittite back, uh, back home, wants him to sleep with his wife. Uriah won't do it. Honorable man, he doesn't feel right enjoying these creature comforts while his men are on a battlefield. David sends him into the hottest part of the battle, murders Uriah the Hittite, murders this man to try to cover up his sin. You see, what I'm saying is we sin and because because we have sinned and I'm not blaming rape and incest on the women. So don't get that conflated. But because we live in a fallen world, what we try to do is we attempt to cover this up with sin. It is a tragedy that women are raped. It is a tragedy that that women are raped by family members this is this is a travesty beyond belief wickedness to the highest level i cannot now attempt to correct this wickedness by now murdering this child that's what i'm saying it's an, it's not a comfortable answer and i understand that i i definitely understand that and i understand people's complication with that right so now Let's, let's talk about the situation where you have a woman who, let's say, let's say the doctor say, all right, because of this and this complication, let's say she's on the, you know, on a table, getting ready to give birth. If you go through with this, you're going to die. That's a unique situation. And that's a situation where the family has to make a decision. Some people might make the decision of, well, are both going to die? All right, well then we'll have to take the baby. It's unfortunate. Right. And 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 I understand that that's a that's a very unique situation that does happen in that situation. This is not a person deciding to wholesale murder someone. This is a unique situation where it's like, all right, the baby's not going to survive and the mother is not going to survive. And we have to decide if, if we take the baby, the mother will survive different scenario or a scenario where. Uh, The mother is going to die if she goes through with, through with this birth different scenario. And, and I will say, is that a mental conundrum? Yes. But you cannot conflate that with abortion. Those are two separate issues. And I believe when those issues are conflated, you have a problem. Right. It's sort of like like murder and killing. Right. Like. The death penalty versus indiscriminate murder. Now, I believe the death penalty should be sparingly used, very sparingly used in extreme circumstance. But when you look in the Old Testament, there was grounds for capital punishment for the death penalty. This was given. Again, issues are conflated. Issues are brought together and tried to uh, people try to make these issues one and they are not. abortion is murder. There is no if, ands, or buts about that. There is no conceivable way where I can go to my Bible and see this any other way. I read that Bible from cover to cover. There is no other biblical conclusion I can come to. And I believe if you do, you're fooling yourself. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.